Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrance and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to today's Dash Radio show. I am your host, Dawn Wright DeBrance, and this is my co host, Peter Mingles. Peter's here. Peter's here, and we're here. And tonight we're just here talking about what we did the past five or six days because we were in Dallas and we went to the AMP conference for 2013. and and, uh, you know, we figured that, you know, it was a full four or five days. We should probably tell everybody, since we told you we were going, how it went, what we saw, came, we say, we came, we saw, we, we kicked butt, <laughs> we have the T-shirt. <laughs> That's right. And we made the waves. We did. We, we made, made waves. waves. <laughs> we made the waves. People knew we meetings. were there. We were there. Yeah, we were there. <laughs> yeah. And, and some it took people by surprise that we were yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. It did. But, you know, sometimes you you got to keep everybody guessing. What do you mean she came to this event? Of course I came to this event. I love my industry. Where else would we and be? Where else would we be, you know? But this year's event was quite different from last year's event. And, um, you know, the the intimacy and, and the vibe, very, very, very different from, from an intimate group of leaders who were all committed to um, some, you know, some one side of things, the distributor rights association, and and where you guys were, where you came from, and what you were, to a very different thing. You know, 400 people that most of them didn't know each other. You know, a lot of them out of the Dallas area. Um, you know, like it was kind of like the Oscars when you know the speakers all got these huge trophies, and you know, I wanted one of those trophies. That's cool. I did 25 years in network marketing, I never got one of those. That's right. That's Better right. than a Absolutely. gold watch if you're a cop, you yep. know. <laughs> yep. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. It was. It was more like I was just like I've never seen anything like this before, you know. And I've been to a lot of network marketing events, and um, you know, I never saw I never saw everyone who spoke get you know this massive crystal trophy. So I thought, wow, there's a lot of glitz, a lot of glamour. Um, you know, I I really I have to say I loved John Gray. Like that was like besides being with you and Scott Allen and and uh, Jim Turner and Dr. Reg McDaniel's and and meeting some of the great minds that uh, that we're going ahead and working with and and forming foundations with and moving forward with the Dash with um, that was like why we all showed up so we could all be there together and also be present at the event. Um, but the highlight of my weekend, besides that, like that was actually happening for the A and M P conference, I went solely to see Dr. John Gray because I have been following his work since he wrote Mars and Venus, and you know I was not even close to disappointed. I I sat, I laughed, I watched him flit and skip across the stage back and forth. And I sat and listening to my husband behind me going, that's the truth. And the woman who was sitting across from me at the table going, mm, tell about it, come on. And it was the most fun I could have on a Sunday morning. <laughs> it was it was great. And most people don't know. Well, first of all, if you're we're talking about John Gray as if everybody's familiar with John Gray. Okay. So why don't you tell them who this guy named John Gray is well known for? 
Okay, so if you have ever seen the um, tiny little book, <laughs> and many people haven't even seen the title, it's called Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. That was his very first book. And um, he's a PhD. He's got a ton of best-selling books, and they're all about Mars and Venus. And he's like the the dichotomy of the um, the male-female relationship. He writes about it. He he coaches on it. He's a therapist. He is conducted for 35 years um, public and private seminars for thousands and thousands of people. And his books and his videos and his tapes and his transformational seminars, he is just unbelievable in the support of men and women communicating with each other and how we both operate. So, you know, if you're a guy out there and the woman in your life is making you shake your head and hold it in your hands and kind of furrow your brow and massage a little, <laughs> you really need to listen to some John Gray. Um, he's got downloadable stuff, which I'm going to snag. I hate waiting for CDs. And uh, so he's got a whole relationship series for like 149 bucks. You can do a whole success series with him. But he is best known for, he's been on Oprah, the Dr. Oz show, the Today Show, Good Morning America. The guy's been everywhere. The View, he's brilliant. And he's he's that well-versed and well-read and worldwide because he's just unbelievable when it comes to the insights that he provides. And he gives you practical things that you can do in your relationship. It's not just like a blah, 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 and this and that and the other thing. The guy tells you, try this. And when you do, you find out it works. Like Alex and I were in the same seminar. We heard the same thing. We walk outside an hour later, and Alex did one of the things that John Gray said from stage. I heard him do it. I knew it was why he did it, was that he was told to do it by John Gray up on the stage. It didn't matter. It still made my heart sing. It made my heart sing because he heard that that would make me feel happy, so he did it because it would make me feel happy, and he was testing it out, and it worked. So, if like, I mean, it's not even like a trick because it's like I was there and I listened to him be told to do it, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, it's that that awesome stuff. It's like it's great stuff. It, it tells a woman what she can do to support the man in her life and and him feeling like he's winning, and it supports men in understanding how to make their women happy. And you know, when you're in a committed love relationship, I don't care. You, you can go ahead and get all. Huffity puffity and say it doesn't matter, but it always matters. You know, when we get married, we get married for life and we say we love each other and we pro profess our love for eternity to the other person who's standing in front of us. And six years, eight years, ten years down the road, when it's all lying broken on the ground, we don't understand why. And, you know, there are people committing their lives to giving us a roadmap who have studied this, who have gone to school and then written the books and done the done the counseling and the coaching and have, have had thousands of marriages come through their doors. And this guy has a way of going ahead and communicating and giving these tips and these tricks and in a way that, you know, you can laugh at yourself and you can laugh at your partner and you can realize the truth in what he's saying. Do you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, even when the guys are hearing that this is how they are, you know, I mean, he, he actually validates the man cave so beautifully because he says that when when men sit down and they've been working, 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 it only works, this is only true when he's been working, 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 doing his job, going out and doing the stuff that he does every day to take care of the family. He burns out all this testosterone. And so he needs to sit down 
and watching football or doing one of those things that are like manly man, mindless things, it actually helps him replenish the testosterone that's critical for him to be able to continue to do what he does. And you heard every guy in the room go, "Mm mm-hmm, and every woman in the room go, oh. (laughs) And he just, right, I just sat there going, oh, this guy is brilliant, truly brilliant. If I could only be as good at what I do as he is what he does, I would be a very happy person. That's true. John, he did a fantastic job. For those people that are unfamiliar with who who he is and what he does, like Dawn just said, he's the men are from Mars and women are from Venus, and basically that men have different brains than women do. Mm -hmm. And he really did help explain a lot of things that happen and sometimes why they happen. But here's what I also – well, I like a lot of things that he said. But a lot of the things that he said have been validated by science. So for those people, it wasn't just hearsay, it wasn't just conjecture, and I hate to say it, but many times in the network marketing profession, we hear a lot of people that get a microphone, but they really don't back up anything that they say, or you spend most of your time shaking your head left to right, like, I can't believe this guy actually means this stuff, but the reality, or what's wrong with this person if they actually mean what they said, but the reality was with John Gray, he really did some fantastic stuff, and he backs it up with the science behind it as well. Now, I, I, I always love, I'm, I'm a scientist by nature. I love to figure out how do these things work? How did we get John Gray to be at the A&MP conference? Well, here's how it works, and here's a little-known secret that some people may or may not know. He was invited by a, another speaker, and he forget he how would you say he not forgave he 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 spoke for free. I'll just use words. Yep, he spoke for he spoke for free as a result of the relationship that he had. None of the speakers were paid, although I'm sure speakers will generate money from the revenues that were there. So let's not be be naive about that. But people like John Gray usually command thousands of dollars just to say hello and be in front of a room. He did it for free, and a lot of people don't know this but he's also a leading distributor with a network marketing company. Hmm. So he really likes and loves this industry as well. And sometimes, politically speaking, people like John can't be uh, boisterous, if you will, about boisterous about what it is that he does relative to the network marketing industry because some people might uh, take it the wrong way, but he is an evangelist for home-based business as well. I won't tell you the name of the company because he didn't say it, so I won't say it. Maybe there's a reason why he doesn't say it. So, But the reality is, is he a leading distributor with a network marketing company, and he was invited there by a couple that were also in the network marketing crowd. So I'm going to use a term relative to Jim Carville um, that he used relative to the elections, and he said, it's Jim. This, this is Jim Carville, you know, the crazy Louisiana guy with the bald head and the Clinton guy who eventually went over to whoever <laughs> went over to. Mm-hmm. He said, it's the economy, stupid, in reference to, I think he wrote a book by the same title. If you take a look at network marketing, it's the people. And we won't call anybody stupid on the phone, but it's the people. If you were to yell and scream, it's the people that make this industry so great because we really do work together so well. And John Gray did a fantastic job. Now, I would say... Dawn, I was impressed with John Gray. Mm-hmm. However, I am married to a woman who's Italian and Puerto Rican. And <laughs> I, can, I can tell you that I want to read the women are Mars and whatever, the men, men are from Mars and women are from Venus, Venus 
for the Latino Italian. <laughs> because a lot of that, I can tell you, if he was a bestseller in my house, the only reason why he would be a bestseller is because my wife would circle the technique in the book that I was trying to apply that John Gray taught as she was throwing it at my head. <laughs> so so <laughs> for all you Caucasian white, milk white, you know, like those types of things, let me tell you, the, the, the women are from Mars and, and whatever, men are from Mars and women from Venus for the Latino market is definitely a different book because <laughs> they, they have a different kind of a brain. That is for sure. Because I can I tell he is definitely not married to a Latino woman. That is for sure. Now, it was great because he was human, too, about the whole thing. So when he was going through the uh, presentation, he was telling things about how some of the stuff that he uses actually works inside his own minute as well. All right, so I think uh, we have Axel is going to be spinning some records. We'll talk more about the A&MP when we come back. So Mr. Right. Axel, spin her away. The TaxBot app is the number one solution for putting your money back into your pocket. The app literally pays for itself. Don't be afraid of the IRS. Protect yourself from audits, track your mileage and expenses, store receipts quickly, and integrate directly with your bank. For more information, visit the dash.taxbot.com. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And we are back with the Dash, and uh, we're talking about the A&MP conference in Dallas last weekend. So go ahead and kick her back off, Peter. Well, it started with us, first of all, getting there. So we you know, we either flew or drove, and we were there on Thursday night, and there was a little reception for some of the people um, later on, like the speakers had a little reception, which was really kind of neat. And um, the, uh, the event was super well-coordinated. As the events go, it was a super well-coordinated event. You could see that the people that coordinated the event – did a nice job. The hotel was fantastic. I mean, it really was very, very well coordinated as far as that's concerned. Now, we had, I don't, I don't remember how many speakers we had, two or three or four per day. There was like one per hour, and they were um, experts in their field, perhaps, or maybe they were leading distributors. And the most important thing, I think, is that people were coming together with like mind and spirit relative to how much they really enjoy the working from home um, based environment. And the great thing about it was some of the speakers, and i got to share with you, so I don't want to get critical at all relative to the comments I'm going to make next, but my background was in direct sales and direct sales management. So when I grew up in my Electrolux business and I grew up in my PF Collier business, the difference between direct selling conventions and the difference between network marketing company conventions, in direct selling conventions, we earned it. So it was something that we won. So you only had the people that performed. So the people in the room at a direct selling convention were the ones that actually earned the convention because the convention was paid for by the company mm-hmm. and it was a it was something that we earned. So by design, everybody in the room was usually competitive. And many times we earned the convention beating some of the other people in that room. So mm-hmm. when it came to peace and love and I love all you people and kisses and hugs, let me share with you. 
<laughs> that no, is huh? not happening. <laughs> that is not happening at a direct sales convention. There were so many germs spread as a result of people <laughs> shaking hands and hugging people. If there was an infectious disease, there is a pandemic right now because they were all over the place. So it's definitely well, okay. So I have to say that you know, in any situation where there has to be a disclaimer that nobody is allowed to network in the room. And there's like the list of rules that's put out there and let's all put our differences aside as the kickoff speech. You know, everyone has to be very aware. And it's the truth in network marketing as well, okay? All of the leaders who are at the very top of the food chain are all in full competition with each other, Pete. They're not friends. They are in competition. People are friends right. with the people in their upline and downline. Cross-line, cross-company, especially if your product lines are similar, those are hardcore competitors of yours, and they are out to, as you are, out to grab their top leaders and bring them over to your team. There is absolutely no friendship there. So I sat there, and I felt that that was a little, um, uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, it's nice that we're saying it, but <clears throat> I like honest. You know, I, I'm 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 a preferer of honesty. You know, hey, you guys are at the top of the heap in the field because I knew you, and so I personally invited you to come to this event because you're all from Dallas and you're all my cronies, and I know that a bunch of you are the top earners in your companies, so I personally invited you to come to this event. Um, you know, like I know that a lot of the people who were already members, they, they weren't even invited to the event. So, like, these were a whole new crowd of people, and I appreciate that they were all there. I'm just saying that they weren't all friends, and they weren't they were all Garrett's friends. <laughs> and that's good because he was able to get a lot of new blood and a lot of people interested in the A&MP. And maybe that's what maybe that maybe they were friends. Maybe those people were all friends because they were all together in Dallas or something, but I personally look at a convention or anything where a bunch of people who are all competing with each other show up at the same place that 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 takes a lot of it takes a lot of chutzpah. It takes a lot to overcome those things and be there to support your industry. And it's, you know, most everybody, a lot of people came for. I mean, it was ninety nine bucks. You got all your meals covered. You got some of the greatest speakers in the industry ever um, for like three straight days of some of the most power packed people that are out there. I mean, you pay ninety nine bucks to go listen to John Gray. No, so, I would pay ninety nine dollars just for the food that they fed. This, you know, the reality was, yeah. And then John Gray, John Gray was thrown in. Yeah, exactly. So. You know, I don't think it was a love fest. I think that, and so for me, I that part kind of turned me in the other direction to like, cause I'm all about being authentic. You know what? We're all here. We're all competitors. You really, you put your stuff aside. You showed up for the love of, or your your love and respect for this industry. Um, you know, or you came for the free lunch and the and the John Gray. You know, but let's go ahead and do something good for network marketing. Um, I, I we didn't have a business meeting this year, and I, I missed that. Last year, you know, yeah, there was a lot of fighting and a lot of, you know, this is and that's, but there was business being done. And I thought that that's what this was supposed to be. So when we made the trip, we made the trip to come do business. We made the trip, as you know, as you know my family came down there to go ahead and, and see the right people, talk about the Dash, talk to Jim Turner, meet with, you know, the Rod Cook and, and and the people that we needed to meet with that were part of the A&MP and to go ahead and, and see what business needed to be done for the industry this year. I wasn't expecting three days of, of you know, motivational speakers. Um, right. So, well, the difference, you know, full disclosure, for those people who are unfamiliar with the origin of the 
um, A&MP, it really started as the DRA. So when we started with the Distributor Rights Association, it was based on the concept that distributors have rights, companies have rights, and distributors need to be educated of their rights as a distributor. So we were dealing with people that never read a policy and procedure, uh, never read the terms and conditions, didn't understand um, sometimes the predatory practices of network marketing companies. We were dealing with the concept of terminations, changes, all of those things, and it was a totally different environment, that, which, by the way, attracted me to the, the concept of why I started. And for full disclosure, for anybody that might want to think, well, Peter may be uh, throwing out sour grapes here, I started off as a attendee, um, loved the concept, became an executive director of education. When Rod Cook was the uh, chairman and when Rod Cook had so many people pointing their fingers at him, either love him or you hate him, and unfortunately it's one or the other usually, um, we needed a face for the DRA that was different, and Cheryl Gonzalez, who was the existing president, um, was backing out based on the thousands of hours that she had spent relative to the Distributor Rights Association. They asked me to take over, and I said reluctantly, but positively, absolutely. I want to keep this together because I think we have really something good here. Well, the DRA was all about – we had legal panels, um, Dawn, where we had all of the – well, not all, many of the major attorneys sitting in a room explaining to a whole bunch of leaders – um, what the policies and procedures were, and educating a whole bunch of leaders that were making a whole bunch of money, but also making a whole bunch of mistakes. So they were protecting people through education. We had vendors there that were talking about different things. We had, when I ran it, we had a two-way conversation, people in the room asking questions, people in the room, a little bit of yelling and screaming. I wore a referee jersey underneath my well-dressed suit, if you will. So it was a different event, and quite honestly, I enjoyed that because I can go see a seminar anytime. I, if I want to go see John Gray, I go to John Gray's seminar. If I want to go see one of the other speakers speak, I can go to their company events. I was there originally with the DRA for the um, education process and all of the things associated with what do I really need to know. Now, I have a, maybe a, a more analytical brain, you would probably say that that was predictable for you, Peter, because when you took a look at network marketing, the first person you spoke to, one of the first people you spoke to was Dr. Charles King, who was the academic that was going to tell me the stuff outside of the seminar. I don't need to hear peace and love. I'm here to build a business. I want to learn what is it like, what are the trappings, what are the things that I really need to know. Give me the education that I need to effectively be able to build a business, and that's what I was there for. Now... There was a changing of the guard because some people judge success by the number of people in a room. Now, we had, I don't know, 400 people in a room. There are millions of people in the industry. The only thing we did at that convention was serve those 400. We did nothing for the millions. And that's the disparity of some of the issues. But, you know, what am I, you know the board had elected a uh, person that believed at a seminar was going to be better or more important for the organization at this time. So differences of opinion. But I, I am definitely in the same camp that you are relative to what do we really need associated with this industry, and that just further fuels the reason for the stuff that we're doing relative to the Dash Radio. So for all yeah, you guys... Yeah, you know, and, and I think that it's a good fit. I think that, you know, if if they're going in the direction of 
you know, the the you know, shake shake hands, kiss babies, you know, do the seminars and do the personal development or not even personal it was motivational. It not not personal development, not experiential. I'm into the experiential stuff where, you know, rip your guts out, tissues filled with boogers all over the floor, you know, why am I blocking my own success? What's my mommy daddy issue that's <laughs> you know, like like, you know, go in there with a meat hook and tear it out of me, but I need to know what's blocking me in my life. Um, which is, you know, the Scott Pullen, Clemmer and Associates stuff, Dan Dore, who they haven't had the opportunity to meet, the stuff that, like, I go and I say, you know, here's my money, take me and make me into something better, you know, by going ahead and shining a light on the dark stuff and getting rid of it, you know. Um, you know, when I first got into network marketing, motivational stuff was really important to me. And so for, for people who are brand new in the industry, who are looking for that, you know, you need to, you need somebody to keep you perky, keep you up. Um and you know, you need to hear the stories over and over and over again because you don't you don't know that you can succeed yet. You don't know that that you know everybody who ever started and who ever won at this has your story. Okay? Um and that's really what motivational speakers are all about. So let me just share this with you, you know. Um Amway, when I first got an Amway, they, I spent more in books and tapes than I did on Coca-Cola and toilet paper in my Amway business, and and um, I was listening to those tapes every single week. Every time I got in the car, I popped one into my tape deck. This is back in the day when we had tape decks, and I was listening to the Les Browns and the, the, the motivational speakers of the world. These people had me at Holo, and from the beginning to I would say a year into my MLM career, they are what kept me going every day when I wasn't making any money at all because I listened to the stories about how they weren't making any money at all and that's what kept me going without money. Now, that is a critical, critical piece to the entrepreneurial puzzle. So anyone who thinks that it's not valuable is crazy. It is truly valuable. Um, and Peter and I are not putting down motivation because it's 90% of the game some days is how do I get some external resourcing right now for some energy and some positive and some this and that when I'm just not finding it within myself. So very, very important. And the speakers that were there are some of the best. So if you go to anmp.com, you'll get a list of those speakers. Get over to Mars and Venus. I'm telling you, marsvenus.com. MarsVenus.com. You want to hear some of the most motivational, wonderful, inspirational, fun, with some tools that will go ahead and support you in your relationships and in your in your sales relationships, in your business relationships, and in your intimate relationships. Get on over there. The guy is epic. He's fantastic, and I've tested his stuff out for years, and it works. So, and I don't, I can't I can't say anything on the Puerto Rican Italian blood <laughs> side of things, but I'm I you know I've got Slovak and and, and Italian in me, and it, it's definitely done some work with me. So, it's uh it just depends on who you are, but I love the stuff. Now, if you're going to if if you're looking for something with more meat, and you're looking for something that's like you know what I see some things that aren't going right right now, and I want to do something about that. And I want to go ahead and I want to I want to make a difference in my industry. Then you're in the right place right now because that's what Peter and I are all about. That's what the Dash is all about. We want to create something really strong for entrepreneurs and for citizens out there who who want to see things get better, who want to see you know some really strong, powerful people step in and and give them a voice. That's what the Dash is all about. And we're giving people a, a path and a way. 
We are going to have some fantastic stuff coming up. So make sure that you subscribe. Make sure that you go ahead and subscribe at the-radio.com, and you make sure you click follow on the show that you're listening to right now in the top left corner of the screen, of the show screen. And you go ahead and you text DASH, D-A-S-H, to the number 37404, which you'll hear about just now again. And you know, and we're going to listen for a minute to Miss Rachel from Brickfield Music, and uh, we'll come back on the other side. We have a concert. The Dash is sponsoring a concert over here at my place on, thir- on Friday night this week. So if you're local, make sure you get on over here. And go ahead, Axel. Mm-hmm. And that is is 
Fields music. And I got to say, Rachel is, she's just been kissed by angels with that voice. And Holy it just, <laughs> every time I listen Holy to another cow. song. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. I know. So many people, you know, I, and i got to tell you, I'm going to just divert for a moment onto that topic because she's going to be here on Thursday night. And for those of you who haven't had the opportunity to meet Rachel, listen to, um, you know, just what kind of a business the music industry is. And, and uh, she's, she gives great tips and a little insight and, you know, just, just knowing what somebody else went through or what they're still walking through every single day as you're going ahead and wanting to get your music out to the world if that's your business. You know, we all have our gifts to give, and uh, and Rachel's just so happens to be her voice and her music. And uh, they came here, and they 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 played for my birthday for me as a as a gift. And I got to tell you, it was just so amazing. They just set up right inside my living room, and we all just sat and listened, and you know, played cards and laughed and and listened. I sang with them for a while, and. I mean, salt of the earth people, and she could have made it all the way. Anybody who listens to her music knows this, and uh, she's known all over Arkansas. She just decided to go ahead and, and do it her way. And so if you're one of those people out there who says, you know what, everybody tells me i got to do it this way or i got to do it that way, it's not the truth. Don't buy into it for a second. You can do it however you want to, whether it's music or it's a home business or you want to go home and stay home with your kids and you're thinking of something new, a new concept that's never been done before. Don't let the dream stealers take your dream. Don't let the basement people just go la, 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 not listening, not listening, and go and do it your way because, you know, it's been it's a seed. You know, they talk about in the Bible the faith of a mustard seed. And if you've ever seen a mustard seed, you know, like I'm, I got to tell you, I'm not going to get all crazy spiritual on everybody right now, but a mustard seed is small. It's small. And the tiniest little spark of faith and mixed with the tiniest little spark of a unique idea, okay, or maybe it's not unique. They say there's no such thing as an original thought. So let's just pretend it's already up there floating around and you're the person who picks it up and you mix that little spark of of uh, idea and ingenuity with that tiny little bit of faith, and then you just water it every single day, and you take the steps to make it so every single day, no matter what, no matter what, just watch it grow and and just take those steps because magic happens, you know it happens. We we attest to that because we've seen it happen and we've we've created those things. I've created those things in my life, and you know my passion is to create magical opportunities for other people and to go ahead and support and see other people create beautiful, amazing shifts in their lives. And in return, I do like to be paid and profited for doing that you know we all have our thing that we like to do some people like to create product some people like to create music some people like to create jewelry peter likes to create systems you know Um, all of us have the thing that we are destined to create that helps the world whether it's making people beautiful, whether it's making making things sound beautiful and inspiring through song, whether it's motivation, whether it's relationship coaching, you know, we all are given this little little spark, right? I mean, what else do you call it besides a little spark, That's Peter? It. If you can, you can. If you can, you can what? Yeah, I mean, if you can, you can. I mean, if you got the talent, let's go for it. You know, don't hold back. <laughs> That's right. 
That's right. So okay. I, you know, she's a great example of different people's definition of success. And I think if there's one thing that I am an evangelist for, it's determine your definition of success and don't hold back. So make sure you're reaching your definition of success. But once you've kind of figured that out, what your definition of success is, as long as your success isn't imposing on someone else's, don't hold back. Just like go for it. And when you hear that woman's voice, I don't care how many records she has sold because those people who think that the number of records she had sold or the amount of money in her bank account is her definition or their definition of success, I think she'd probably ask, so Rachel, what's yours? If it's I want to have, if I want to be the best seller, the one that made the most record sales, then I'd say, okay, well, you've got some work to do. On the other hand, if it's I want to live my life and have people listen to my music and enjoy my music and do it my way, then I'd say she's one of the most successful musicians I know because it certainly has nothing to do with talent. That gal <laughs> has talent and drive, and she brings the word cheeseburgers for everybody that's ever been <laughs> listening to this before when she was talking about how she sung for cheeseburgers, you know, yeah. relative to, like, all of that sort of stuff. She brings a new word to success for many people, and I just mm -hmm. applaud all the great things that she's doing. And you have her around your neck of the woods this Friday, if I think. I so do, I do. Yeah, 7 o'clock on Friday night, she's going to go ahead and kick it off. And we just found out that the University of the Ozarks, um, they have a little film station, or a little, you know, college TV station. They're going to come up and film them. And and uh, we're going to go ahead and make hot dogs and coffee and sweets. And uh, it'll be fun. We're going to, It'll be outside. We're supposed to be in the 60s, so it'll be really nice. And and uh, we're going to host a home concert for we say home it's an outdoor concert we've got we've got a nice yard so we're going to have it outside and uh you know i found out about this new twist in uh in the way that musicians are doing it and it's a really awesome uh example of you know making making things work in a current environment you know Musicians have a really tough situation because, you know, the, the venues that are out there, they're not wanting to pay anymore. And, you know, a lot of places have had to, you know, put more tables in, take out room for a stage, you know, just to be able to keep the lights on and pay the bills. You know, they can't afford to employ people full-time anymore because now there's more taxes and now they're going to have to pay they're going to have to pay for their health insurance. And there's so many things that are happening in small business that – Really, musicians have to adapt, and and so one of the things that Rachel brought up to me, she called me up and she said, "Don, you know, based on the way that the industry has gone, musicians have had to adapt, and and I've chosen to go ahead and go into the direction of home concerts." And I said, "Home concerts," and she said, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Well, what's that?" And she said, "You got to go Google this," you know. So I'm telling everybody who's listening to the show, Google this. It's called home concerts because. You could really support your favorite musicians if you have local musicians that you're totally in love with. I know that this is something that none of us would have ever thought to do, so I'm going to say it out loud. Approach your local musicians if you would like to go ahead and have a house concert and let them know, listen, I really love your music. I love the crowd that you attract. I've got a lot of friends in my local area. I would like to host a house concert for you. Ask them. I can guarantee you they'll probably fall out of their chair excited, okay? You can go ahead and, and you can accept donations or you can go ahead and just sell tickets to your house concert 
And people do it in their living rooms. You don't have to have a big space. You know, people crowd around. They sit on the floor. They bring their own snacks. You can offer snacks or they can bring their own snacks. I checked with the town. Can I sell hot dogs? I mean, it's my house, you know. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, I don't want to do something that's huge, you know, that I could, but, you know, like sell, sell dollar or $2 hot dogs and, and cups of coffee, and, you know, everybody can go ahead and, you know, bring anything that they want to go ahead and have themselves if they don't want to have to buy it. And sit down and listen to a few hours of music, either in your backyard or in your family room. Invite your friends and family, throw up some flyers at the local place. And I mean, how cool of an idea is that, Peter? It seems like it's like back in the day when we all used to get together. But you know what's so sad is that we want to do great things, and we have to try to figure out what laws am I going to break in the process of doing great things. (laughs) I know. It's the truth. Like if I have a hot dog, like if I make or sell hot dogs, like am I going to be breaking any laws? Are you going to just kind of like bring the SWAT team down? Are there going to be silent helicopters all over the place as a result? I'm not even kidding. I was nervous about it. I was like, can we sell hot dogs? I don't know. Can we sell coffee? It's not like you're selling beer. You want to have a hot dog. People might be hungry in the middle of a concert. What the heck? Right, but I didn't want to have to pay for 100 hot dogs out of my own pocket because it needs to be able to pay for itself. And we're doing this by donation. So we didn't want to do it that people who couldn't go ahead and afford to come we didn't want to, okay, so like this is Arkansas. It's a really oppressed reality here financially. It's farm community. There's mountain people. They're homeschooling. You know, people are like living in, you know, kind of communal family houses. And it's like, you know, you could buy a house for $30,000 here. You know, they still have $30,000 houses in Arkansas. Uh, they're tiny. You know, they're one, two bedroom, little tiny places. But like, like coming from New York and Connecticut, you know, I'm, I'm saying that this is a very different reality. Arkansas is a very different reality than where I'm from. And, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's tough for some people here. And, you know, the Tyson plants are what, how the, how, and, and Walmart are how well, everyone yeah, survives. Yeah, because it's tough because there's nothing going on. I mean, I've been through that area. I mean, there yeah. is nothing. If you say, right. go find me a high-paying job in your section of Arkansas. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You're either no. making it on your own or it ain't there. Right. So, you know, we don't rely on the Arkansan economy to go ahead and survive or we couldn't stay. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, that's what we do all of our work on the internet, but it's, it's a really tough economy here. And so that being said, and I know we have a minute till the commercial break, you know, but we said, okay, let's do this by donation because we don't want anyone to see that the ticket price is 15 bucks per person and have a couple who doesn't have $30 not come for the night. So we made that decision. So I said, okay, well, can we at least sell hot dogs and coffee to offset anybody who couldn't afford to come, you know, that we could go ahead and make a little money for that, have make sure that there's enough money for the band to be every member of the band, 100 bucks in their pocket after the, when it's over, and, you know, everybody have a little bit of cash. So uh, we really hope that it will be really nice. I don't expect it to be hugely profitable, but after the first time we could do this once a month for Rachel and, and uh, maybe get some other bands involved and have great music all through the summer season and, you know, host it for the Dash. We're going to try to see if we can live stream, and we're going to have the video, so we'll be able to go ahead and have it up on the Dash website and on our YouTube channel. It's really exciting. So I'm pretty excited about this. And I think it is time for our next commercial break. So we'll come back, and we'll talk a little bit more. Thanks. 
Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And welcome to... The Dash Radio. It's our last segment for this night, and uh, we're just chatting, really. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Yep. So well, we're talking, Peter, we're, Peter, we're talking about just, the entre- we're talking about the entrepreneurial spirit. It's alive. You know, mm-hmm. people defining their level of success. It's here. You know, the A and M P is a wonderful organization that helps in that certain capacity. It's a piece of the puzzle that fits. Lots of people need that belief. They need to kind of break the habits, perhaps, of just being employee mentality. And the the whole concept of being able to do something maybe on your own is wonderful. And the feeling, and, and like I said from James Carville, instead of saying, it's the economy, stupid, it's the people. I had such a great time with the people. Don, I could share with you. I, you know, we we met Scott. Well, you re-met Scott Allen. I met Scott for the very first time. I had a chance to shake hands again with David Eisenstein, who's an MLM attorney, and some of the other people that I met or that I haven't seen for a while. We rekindled relationships with Don, people I had relationships with a decade ago. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was it's a great thing when you get people with the common thought process of what it's like to become successful, maybe doing something on your own, but. Again, I'm the evangelist for you figure out what your level or definition of success is and then make sure you go for it and don't hold things back. So the A&MP was, was a really great event for certain things. Where it fell apart was the politics and where it fell apart, but nobody saw that most of the time because the regular people in there don't understand the politics behind any organization. Mm-hmm. And where it fell apart is in the education process because I think we let some people down. There were 400 people in that room. And they got a great value, and unfortunately, that can't be—you can't take that and you can't bottle it and give it to somebody that wasn't there. What we didn't do is we didn't help the over one million people that, within the last year, had their dreams crushed as a result of stuff happening and regulations and things like that relative to the FDA. And we had Jim Turner there. We had Jim Turner. The guy who helped put the word organic in your grocery store. And natural, we had organic. Natu- I think there natural were three words. Natural, whole, and organic, actually. We had that man there. We did. And he wasn't on stage. Yeah, I know. How did he not get on stage? I, I don't think I want to know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'll just be but frustrated. We, but, but here's the thing. We did it regardless. Mm-hmm. So we put him in front of the people, and you're going to see some really wonderful things happening to that gentlemen and relative to the stuff relative to the things that are happening um then we had you know the same gentleman was as you heard earlier the guy who actually made or helped make acupuncture needles legal legal yep because prior to that doctors who were using those were breaking the law 
and there's a whole bunch of stuff relative to the balance. And I, I and I got to say it like this: it's got to be the balance. It's mm-hmm. got to be the balance between the big companies and the little companies and everybody if we're actually going to have a society that just makes sense. Otherwise, um, it's just yeah, not things working. Things haven't been making much sense lately. They, they don't make know? sense. They really and, don't. And 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 I think that you know there's there's good intention, but it's it's fallen apart in a lot of areas. You know, like I, I, I believe, and, and maybe it's totally Pollyanna of me, but I it believe is. It that. It is just, you know, it is. I'm telling you okay, that. Okay. You know, you know, I know, I, but well, see, I walk around with good intentions all the time. Like I had somebody write to me something about um, how they, they, they see that they, that my heart wants to free people. And, and I do want to free people. I want to free myself. I want to free you. I, and I don't want to do it in the, the form of welfare. I, I want to do it in the form of educating people as to how they can go ahead and create their own way, their own, you know, their liberty. You know, give me liberty or give me death has true meaning to me. You know, I, I heard that in a very different way by the time I reached my mid-20s. And I thought, you know, that's financial liberty to me. That's that's liberty to go ahead and, and move around this planet and move around this country and, and to, to go ahead and do whatever I want to do in the pursuit of health and wealth and happiness and, and to be able to go ahead and, and be free, to, to speak freely and to live freely. You know, that to me, like, I'm an American and I grew up believing that I was all those things and that I had all those things. But sometimes, you know, we still have to go ahead and stand up for those things. And, Absolutely. You know, it's like, you know, and, and, and I look at, like, the hippie generation, and they were pounding their fists in the air, and they were stomping their feet, and they were having an uprising, a sit-in, or this and that, every 10 minutes in the 60s. And I think the 80s and, you know, everybody getting credit cards and all the boom that occurred created a very, like, lazy nation. I know that's not a very popular thing to say, but, I mean, I, I look at and I thought to myself, my generation never did any of that. I mean, there's no protesting. There's no arguments. There's no anything. There's Facebook. I think everybody's just kind of zoned out on Facebook. They're looking at each other's pictures. They're checking out each other's status updates and relationship statuses, and nobody's paying attention to what's actually going on for some reason. Right, it's well, like it's... we are crashing. Our economy has crashed. Our, our banking system crashed. Our our, our, the state of the, the union is like, oh, my gosh, you know? It's, it's crazy, and it's happening in plain sight, and a lot of people are just, like you said, totally distracted by those <laughs> mindless things that they might see on television and those mindless things sometimes that they see in those social networking sites. They give us a great ability to kind of hide from everything. So I was, um, I was just thinking about something relative to, you know, the Pollyanna thing that we were just mentioning a little bit earlier. And I, I didn't know a lot about Gandhi when Gandhi was doing Gandhi's thing. Mm-hmm. So I watched a little movie on Gandhi. Now, let me share with you. Whatever they put in the movie doesn't necessarily mean that it's true, and I understand that. There's huge challenges with the new movie Argo, you know, the one that won all the mm-hmm. awards. Mm-hmm. With the people that said, well, you know, it's kind of a great movie. But it really it's wasn't not the exactly way it how happened. it happened. Yeah, it was, <laughs> right. had, had very little to do with the facts. <laughs> but it was a great movie, so mm-hmm. that's kind of neat. So I know when I was, and when I'm interested in looking at things, I always have to remember what I just said. But I remember when I heard about Gandhi and how he did a lot of things wonderfully through peace, and he did. And I watched him how they beat people, you know, and and they resisted with peace as opposed to with violence. But the guy also got shot in the stomach. So the reality is is that Gandhi 
needed a bodyguard because there are, there is some evil in the world. And to think, even though you want it to be any other way, you probably still should have had a bodyguard. So the scenario is is that there's things happening, whether they're happening by design or by default, there's things happening. And somebody's got to kind of stand up for it. And not that we by ourselves are doing it, thank goodness. There's a whole bunch of people that kind of see the stuff that's happening and realize that we have to kind of stand up for it. So that's the cool things that, and, uh, you know, I guess until I'm done, I'll probably be doing that, looking up for the little guy, watching out for the corruption that might be out there, trying to gain the balance because I understand that we need big and we need small and we need everything in between. And that might be in itself a naive thought, but that's kind of like who people like me are. You know, we're the guys that do those types of things on a regular basis. So that's why we are doing the stuff that we are doing with people like Jim Turner and with people like the Jonathan E. Moores of the world and with the people that are the real, hey, we're going to stand up for the stuff that we need to stand up for and make sure we get some stuff done. So I had um, sent you something through your Skype that's relative to your little event, that more big event that you're doing over in Cashland Guard. And one of my favorite websites is ted.com ted.com i found it by accident sometimes when you're looking for something you find something else and that something else worked better but for anybody that's listening in it has nothing to do with home-based businesses or network marketing company their riveting talks by remarkable people is their subject line if you will and there is an article or a little video there by a gal named amanda palmer who in herself did things differently and is winning as a musician in an untraditional way. So when you get a chance, take a look at that, but it's just really good stuff. So that's the kind of stuff that I champion um, relative to, you know, the things that people do to help define their own level of success. So, Don, we have a couple of minutes left before we finish this. Let's talk about some of the guests we're going to have on future shows this week as well as next week. Okay, so tomorrow we have Judy Moreo. Judy is a an author, and she's going to come on and talk about what she's written and uh, and about what it is she does and what her passions are. So, and I I got to tell you, I do tend to go ahead and lean a little bit on the author side because I have been right now, just in the past few months, working to write my own book, and I'm in Denise Michaels' book mentoring program. I'm totally behind in it. I know what these people have gone through to get their book published because. I mean, right here, and, and, and while we're doing this, Peter, I also want to put the word out on something else because I'm going to be doing a benefit. Rachel's going to help me do a benefit. Um, very good friends of mine. They actually recently became good friends of mine. They're vet. They're a vet and her husband. Okay, her name is Corey Key. Anybody wants to check them out, go to Southwind Veterinary Hospital. I think or SouthwindAnimalHospital.com. Um, it's Southwind Veterinary or Animal a Veterinary Hospital Animal Clinic in Russellville, Arkansas, and it just burnt to the ground. You can see the pictures of the fire and the fire damage on my Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash the hippie diva. And um, I got to tell you that um, you know these people, when my little puppy decided to go ahead and uh, well, she was actually only running up the stairs on the deck, and the people who did some really bad construction at my house. Um, left the boards, they took boards out right at the top of the steps. And so the stairs were there, but the floor wasn't, and my puppy falls 10 feet almost to her death. 
And if it had been my 10-year-old dog, she would have been dead. But because she was a puppy and she had, like, <laughs> you know, puppy bones, uh, she bounced. And uh, I called six different vets, and my vet was 30, mi- 30 minutes away because we had just moved up here. I called six different vets at 5 o'clock at night, and I call and I call and I call and I call, and nobody answers the phone. I leave all of these messages, and one vet called me back, and it was Corey Key from Southwind Animal Hospital, and she says, meet me at my place. And I'm driving, Aaron's driving, actually, and I'm holding the puppy, and we get to Russellville, and this tiny little five-foot-one woman gets out of the vehicle and has these stitches on this gash on her forehead and her husband comes over and picks up the dog and we walk inside and she had just taken a horse kick to the head and here's the call or here's the message and leaves the emergency room to meet me to save my puppy okay that's the dedication of these people i mean the same puppy goes and eats a strip of caffeine and uh they're going ahead and driving to towards my house to meet me on the road in the middle so that they can go ahead and be taken care of her. Dropped everything and run runs out of the practice to go ahead and meet me. And while we were in Dallas and their entire place had just burnt to the ground, they were going to go ahead and board her while we were in Dallas because she's pregnant. Same same dog, by the way, all this year. We've never had one animal crisis in my house, and this, this one puppy has just been, she's a hoot. Um, she goes ahead and she goes into labor. Well, oh, Sunday, we had six puppies on our way home from Dallas, but they said, you know what, they couldn't board her, but they would take her home with them. Like, that's how dedicated these people are. So when I found out that they, were, they, that they lost their practice, I said, okay, what do we need to do? Because of all the people I've ever met, this should be a vet, is Corey Key. And her husband has never loved, there's never been a man who loved a woman as much as he loves her. Besides Alex, he loves me. Um, but uh, I, I said, we have to do something. So we're going to be doing a benefit. Rachel's going to go ahead and play for a benefit. We're going to do it in probably a couple of weeks, I think on March 15th. We're going to go ahead and uh, put some information, a, a blog post up on up on the Dash Radio. But um, good people. And she wrote a book, Horses Who Eat Potatoes. And I'm reading her book the other day, and I thought, we got to get them on. So I think next week we're going to have them on as our guests. And we've got uh, Rachel will be here on Thursday night pre-concert so that everybody can go ahead and, and meet her again, and uh, and we'll have a night of music for everybody. We're going to go ahead and do our best to stream on Friday night. And if we can't stream, we will have the, the entire thing recorded and put up on both for video um, on the Dash Radio and uh, on the dashradio.com and on our dashradioshow.com where our uh, where where we have our archives as well. So we've got that. We've got Scott Allen next Monday night. He's going to come back and get deeper into the seven keys of a powerful network and and uh, we've got more people coming up. But for now, that's look off the top. That's the best <laughs> that I could give everybody. And that's so, enough. Yep. It's enough, okay? So I know we always wait too long before we go ahead and let Alex play the extra. So let's say good night. Good night, Shall we? Yep. Let's, and let right. Axel roll. Let Axel roll. Alex, it's all you. Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows that happen every Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at the-radio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH 
to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. Again, thanks for spending some of your dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon. And for those of you who haven't checked out our mobile experience yet, you can go to googleplay.com and put the dash radio into the search. Um, You can also, just so that you're there in our mobile queue and you'll get notified of everything that's going on, you can text DASH, D-A-S-H, to number 37404. But make sure you go check out our entire mobile experience. We're really excited about it, and I think you guys will love it. So you'll be able to get our podcasts, and you'll be able to listen to all of our shows right from your mobile. And we appreciate you, and we will see you here tomorrow night. Have a great one.